Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? This is the Talk in the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesy, joined by both my co-hosts tonight, Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. Uh, we're going to dive into a lot of this training camp stuff after months of just nothing to talk about. We finally have plenty to talk about. Um, and as you know, everybody's covering training camp, you know, talking about who they like, who they don't like, what they like. And we're going to do a little bit of that, but we're kind of going to we're going to do a different spin on it, um, but before we get to that, uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, man. Uh, it's crazy to think about Cowboys will be playing some football next week. Um, I'll be at preseason. Yeah, next Thursday, I think, is a Hall of Fame oh game. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, that there's a football game next week. I just I, I saw a tweet on Twitter. It was said, like, with the Hall of Fame game next week, we won't have a weekend without football until February. Like this is the last week without football until February. <laughs> well, thank goodness, because I'm ready for it. But Dalton, how you doing tonight? Oh, that makes me feel good, man. I miss football so much. I am ready for it to start, um, so I in my life can actually write about some actual football that's happening on the field instead of doing these, you know, top fifteen lists I'm doing and all that. By the way. I have a top 15 Cowboys of all time list that is out, and you guys should go check that out on the Pro Football Network. I know with a little cross-contamination uh, cross, uh, um, of uh, places here, but it's Cowboys-oriented. That's the only reason why I ask you guys. So did you break out like the, the 1900s? You're damn right I did from game, the start of it. 1900s game pass to grade out the Roger Stallbacks. And- you, you damn – well, I mean, Roger Stallback is number one. He will always be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And, and that, I don't care if, if Dak wins eight Super Bowls. Roger Stallback is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback for all time. It just is. Captain America right there. Is Troy always going to be second? No. No, Troy's not always going to be second. Emmett Troy- Smith was more, Emmett Smith was more important to those football teams than Troy Aikman was. No, 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 By no, 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 the no. way that I was, uh, I was, I was just talking about quarterback. Just talking about quarterback. Oh no, 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 no! It'll, it'll end up being Dak. Uh, oh wow! I have faith. I have faith in this. Dak's winning the MVP this year. So I mean, I, I yeah, there's a, another little nugget there. I think Dak <laughs> Prescott is going to be the league MVP this year. If Sounds not like for me and Connor have because- done a good job of converting you. If not for anything but because the NFL loves his story, he's going to put up outstanding numbers. They're going to win 12 games this year. 
And he's going to win the MVP because it's a regular season award. We're getting off topic. We weren't supposed to do this, but I'm going to say. What is I'm a just, podcast if we can't get that, off topic? I know we're <laughs> off the rails three minutes in, but but honestly, I hear you. I just don't think I see the team winning. Like, I don't think they're going to be a top three team in the league because I think the defense is still going to be bad, which is yeah. what we're going to kind of talk about. And I feel like they always they always give like you know well, even if it's not three team in the league I think they're fourth in the NFC. Remember, there's no, an extra no, no, no. game, so there's going to be more teams winning twelve no, games. I'm saying I feel like they have to be that. Like even if he puts up no. crazy numbers, like no, absolutely they have to. But it helps to have you know one of the three easiest schedules in the NFL. No, absolutely, absolutely. I just which is what we're getting ready to dive into, which you know talking about expectations hype or you know is it real or sell baby buy or sell like that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the defense we're going to talk about players we're going to talk about coaching we're going to talk about it all um so we're finally excited to have something to talk about and the first thing i want to touch on just because it happened today you know this is going to come out on wednesday the news dropped tuesday but the cowboys have officially signed malik hooker um, they don't have the details on the deal, but it sounds like it'll probably be a one-year deal. Something prove it, you know, if you can stay healthy, you know, you'll make a little bit of money. Probably something along those lines. Um, let's go there first, uh, because we feel like, at least I feel like, if Malik Hooker's able to stay healthy, which has been a big issue in his career, Malik Hooker might be the most talented safety the Cowboys have had since who, Cole? Dalton, you want to chime yeah, in? It's, it's been a while. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he's healthy, it's. Uh, I think our good friend, not to be trite, tweeted, he's like the best safety that's ever been with the Cowboys in Oxnard. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's been a while. Um, Malik Hooker, if he is healthy, is a huge addition to the secondary, obviously. But that's the big question concerning him is how many games is he going to play? Is he going to be healthy? Um, can you rely on him? I think that's why he was still available. Is August it is right around the corner. Um, but from a pure talent standpoint, there's no denying it. You know, former first round pick, superstar at Ohio State. Um, there's a lot to be excited about. It's just those injury questions kind of make you be a little bit cautious. He's he's not even gonna start. Even if he's healthy, that's my that that's my that's my real that's my real expectation because I expect Monte Kazi to start. I I do. Um, I think that he'll get reps um, in there, and I think that he's a perfect fit for what Quinn wants as a single high free safety in cover three looks. The issue is he's a complete liability against the run. He always gets hurt. And honestly, he just hasn't really been the guy that we expected coming out of Ohio State. And that's part of our issue as well, is we are still holding on to the draft stock that we had put into him in the first place. And those narratives take a long time to die. Look at how long it took for us to to actually give Dak Prescott a chance. Not us, but the, the group as a whole gave Dak Prescott a chance coming out as a fourth rounder compared to Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. I mean, it took until this past year when it was – no longer even a question that you couldn't even question yeah. it if he was or if he was not better than those two. So we kind of hold on to those things a little bit. I still think that he could be really good for this Cowboys scheme. I just think that Dan Quinn is going to want to go with his guy in there to start the season. 
So before we go buy or sell on the hype of him, sell. Do you, uh, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so so, but truly truly, just because I'd like to get your thoughts on it too. Like, who would you say? Like, are you saying Jeff Heath would be more talented? Because I mean, there there just hasn't been talented safeties in yeah. Dallas. No no no. I mean, I think that Kazee and and Wilson are the two better safeties on the team, most likely. Right. Um, I think if he listen, if he hits his potential that he hasn't hit in his time in Indy. I mean, you're, you're talking about the best safety since Darren Woodson. Right. That's, and that's kind of what I was, but I yeah. just, I'm not, which, ex- I'm which not is, expecting that. And I never will expect that. And he might go out there and he might blow up camp. And that's something that we'll talk about. Camp doesn't matter guys. Like we, we, in the grand scheme of things, what we see in camp is not what we will see in real life. Right. It, it matters. But though, like the videos we see don't matter. Like what matters, what, yes. What matters is how guys are performing comparatively to each other. Mechanically, technique, like all of that stuff is what training camps for to get you into shape for the season. Yeah. It reminds me of the hype from a player at the same position, Xavier Woods, when he had that huge training. He was going to be a pro bowler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's talking about him being, same thing. He was best safety and, since maybe Darren and, Woodson or yeah. whatever the case was. And, and and we all fall for it because we yeah. all – this time of the year is when yeah. we get into our most optimistic about mm-hmm. these football teams. And, and we just we just let our guards down. We get mm-hmm. a little hopeful, and that hope that we have in our heads starts to to creep in. And and I I'm not going, coming in here to be a Debbie Downer. I already said the Cowboys are going to go 12 and five. They're going to yeah, win that's, the division. That's and my Dak job, Prescott dog. is going to be the MVP. <laughs> but I, I just want to keep things realistic because it, yeah. this isn't just a thing where like all oh, fans get too hyped up. It, I, it happens to me every year. Yeah, we're all I'm just not trying to let it happen to me this year. But I think that Malik Hooker situationally can be a very good, very big upside signing for the Dallas Cowboys. I just realistically don't expect all that much from him. Mm-hmm. Cole, are you buying and selling on the hype of Malik Hooker? Um, as far as him being an impact guy, starting in the secondary, I will buy that. I think he has the talent to do that. Obviously I think he can be a big contributor for the defense, but if you're talking about the hype, some people are saying he can change the defense around, make it a top unit, all of that. I definitely am selling that. Um, first of all, I don't know how many games he's going to play, if he can be healthy, um, if he can stay on the field, all that kind of stuff. But I do think he can be a solid player for the Cowboys. I just don't think you should. I think you should be reasonable with your expectations, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to buy that he can be a quality player on the defense, yeah. um, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to sell kind of what we talked about. You know, he's not going to change the overall aspect of this defense. That's just not, you know, if he if he stays fully healthy and he takes, you know, a step that we thought he could have taken in, you know, 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but, you know, I, I think even if he shows up and plays like he did, you know, in 2018 and 2019 with the Colts where he had two interceptions each year, um, you know, he, he played a, a, a you know free safety spot in Indianapolis. Like if he can even just do that, play 13, 14 games for you, you know, interchange with Demonte Kazee, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. You know, you, you float in maybe some Reggie Robinson. You float in some of those you know other down the depth chart guys. You know, I feel like he can be a, a, a help on your defense. He's just not going to change the overall. Um, you know, strength of it. So I think he can, I can buy that he can be a quality player on the defense. 
Um, he can help the defense, but I, I got to sell that he's going to be this big time, you know, massive uh, difference maker. Um, and with that, let's stay on the defense and go to Randy Gregory. Um, over the last week or so of practices, we've had about five practices in the books now. Um, a lot of the hype has been around Randy Gregory, uh, his ability to win and team, his ability to win in one-on-ones. Like he's just looked like a completely rebuilt player. Um, what are you guys thinking of Randy Gregory's 2021 season? Are you buying or selling uh, the hype around uh, 94? Um, here's the thing, guys. The, the pads aren't even on yet. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what are we doing? I mean, the, 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 literally, the pads aren't even on yet. They're not even playing real football yet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how am I supposed to buy the hype for Randy Gregory when I, I haven't seen them with football pads actually going full contact? With that said, I'm absolutely buying the hype on Randy Gregory, guys. I mean, I think – I honestly believe we're going to see like a Robert Quinn type of year from him. From yeah. a, 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 And listen, we might not get all of the sacks because I do think that eventually with his type of athleticism – I do think he'll get to the quarterback a, a lot in the same type of way that Demarcus Lawrence does. Gets to him, he might not finish a ton of sacks. He might finish with eight or nine sacks for the year, but his impact is going to be so much greater. I think that he's transformed his body. I think that he's in a good place mentally, and I think we are finally going to see him. He's still pretty young. Yeah, he's 27, right? So 28, I, I, yeah. I really think we're going to see the best Randy Gregory we have seen. And whether the production actually comes out or not, I don't know. But I think you're going to get a really quality defensive end on the opposite side of Demarcus Lawrence. And then when you add in Micah Parsons, who they do. The, here's the thing, guys. Hold on, reasons, don't, go, don't, don't, don't go too far on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But what, what I'm going to say is one of the reasons I'm excited is because it seems like this coaching staff, compared to prior coaching staffs, are putting guys in better positions to succeed individually, which in turn helps the team. That's what I'll say because it, it gets into Parsons rushing the passer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Randy Gregory is going to have a, a, a very, very good year. I'm buying the hype on him. Cole, what's your thoughts on Randy Gregory? You buying or selling the hype on 94 this upcoming year? Uh, I agree with a lot with Dalton saying. He's definitely transformed his body. And I do think the defense will allow him, as well as Michael Parsons, really the whole pass rush to be improved. Um, I saw, I think it was Trayvon Diggs saying that defense this year that they're running is completely different than last year. Um, it sounds like they're buying into Dan Quinn. So I don't have any doubt that, that uh, Randy Gregory is going to have a – productive season he's gonna make some plays and all of that but i've been seeing a lot of you know crazy sack number predictions him being a sack machine this year which he definitely has a talent to be i'm just not buying that i'm not buying into that yet um it's similar to how i feel about malik hooker i mean obviously two different situations once with injuries but we just haven't seen a full season from randy gregory for because of multiple factors, but until I see a full season from him, it's hard for me to fully buy in. But it is it is hard to not get excited about about what he can potentially do opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. And he ended last season strong. I mean, he played well in that Philadelphia game. So there's lots to like. Um, I just want to see him do it in game action, game in and game out. Yeah, I'm not really worried about, you know, I'll buy into the hype with him as well. You know, I think he's a guy who's got the talent, he's got the traits, he's got really everything you want for in a, 
you know, edge rusher to, to get after the quarterback. My biggest question with Randy Gregory, which isn't making me not buy into the hype, it's just he's never had to do it for a full year and playing a high percentage of snaps. You know, we've seen guys like Alvin Smith and we've seen guys like Robert Quinn really start off strong, you know, play those first seven, eight, nine games of the year, you know, collect a bunch of sacks, and then they kind of fall off because their body starts to wear down a little bit. And that that kind of creeps into the back of my mind with Randy Gray. Even though he's still a young guy, you know, the most games he's ever played in a season was 14, and that was in 2018. And he was just a role player in that year. You know, he, he came in in, you know, passing situations. So I'm interested to see if him playing more of that starting role snap percentage, you know, snap counts going to maybe – make him you know maybe not you know maybe if you set the sack numbers at eight or nine like he might get closer to that but I just I don't know if he'll break you know over that 10 12 14 number that I see people mentioning just because he's playing more of a you know bigger role in the defense so he's having to play the run more he's having to you know play longer minutes he's having to play you know week in week out like you said so well I don't question his ability or talent I just wonder if halfway through the season if we're going to see him maybe a little bit tired maybe not quite as much in the gas tank as when we started which is natural for for anybody but uh for a guy who's not used to playing those amount of snaps could could creep up on him um but Dalton you hinted at it uh we're going to do Michael Parsons next I'm going to start and I think I'm going to buy into to his hype um and it's really not because of anything we've seen as far as like his play but just like how we've seen him used in so many different situations, like how they're using him as a pass rusher, how they're using him in coverage, how they're using him as a run defender. Like they're using him in so many different ways, and he seems to be succeeding in all of that. That makes me feel really good by the time the season gets here. He's going to have experience. He's going to feel more comfortable in those roles, and he'll just be more successful. So while I didn't love the selection at the time, uh, I didn't hate it either. I thought it was a solid pick. Um, I do like that they're using him as an edge rusher. I do like that they're using him as a blitzer, you know, from the A-gaps and blitzing him from different alignments. And I think that what he's shown in coverage, which is something I think a lot of us had some questions about coming out of college, just in these early stages of camp make me feel a lot better about his role in 2021. So therefore, I will buy into the hype. And I think that he's a guy that uh, could really, if there's a guy, and again, linebackers, off the ball linebackers can't impact the defense, but so much. But if he's able to play that more valuable role where he's being used as a blitzer, he's rushing off the edge, he is able to succeed in coverage because of his freakish athleticism and size, he could be the player that changes the way this defense plays, you know, sort of like we've seen with a Fred Warner. I know they're different players, but his ability to just lock down guys in the middle of the field, be such a good lead cover defender, made that San Francisco defense a lot better. So while I don't really always like off-the-ball linebackers being drafted early and paid a lot of money and view them as guys who can completely change defenses, I think Michael Parsons has that talent, ability, and traits if he can put it all together and not get you know overwhelmed with all the different things he's going to be asked to do. Yeah, uh, no, I I agree. I think a lot of us were not disappointed, but not exactly thrilled with the pick at the time. I feel like that's because we didn't know what the Cowboys were going to do. If it was, they were just going to use him as an off-ball linebacker. It felt like a little bit of a waste of a pick. But he's been all over the defense. Um, just reading the reports from Oxnard, he's been playing. Obviously, he rushing the passer. He's been a linebacker. He's rushing the passer from different spots on the field. You know, he's been doing it in the interior. He's doing it off the edge. He's um, 
they've lined him up in uh, in, in pass coverage. He's been able to excel at that. And uh, kind of like Randy Dalton did mention, they're not pads yet. You know, you don't want to get too excited. But just the fact how versatile he is, he's living up to that hype that he can help the defense in so many different ways. You don't have to rely on him to just be a linebacker. You don't have to rely on him to just be an edge rusher. He has that mixture that is very unique and uh, obviously made him a player that the Cowboys were in love with in the draft process. Um, what I really like is him getting one-on-one work with Tyron Smith, you know, um, outside of drills, you know, you can see Tyron Smith giving him pointers. Lyle Collins is helping him out. Um, Trayvon Diggs is calling him an, an elite asset to this defense. So I think he's earned the respect from his teammates already. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar out of the gate, but he, his versatility has the chance to uh, give Dan Quinn a lot of things to play around with and uh, give offenses, offenses fits with. So I, I'm buying into that hype. Yeah, me. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think that when we talk about the the Dallas Cowboys, the, this defense and Michael Parsons in, specifically, we needed to see him used in in a ton of different ways, and, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're doing that because I, I don't think, you know, as a, a true off the ball linebacker, that it made a ton of sense the pick because we already had a bunch of linebackers yeah. in, in, in town and we have even more now than we did with the additions of Jabril Cox and Keanu Neal as well. So, I mean, I, uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the pick at the time, but seeing I, it was my distrust of exactly. the Dallas Cowboys organization <laughs> that really soured me on what he could be, because I do think used as a designated pass rusher, somebody who moves around the defensive line um, and is able to just be given. And we talk about this a lot with uh Jalen Smith as well, just be given one thing. If you just give him one thing, Michael Parsons, and say, go do this, I think he's going to out-athlete the yeah. guys that are across from him. I mean, we, right. I, I've, I've seen some of the rush um, videos that he's had up there. His short area agility is unmatched. Uh, offensive linemen are not going to be able to stay in front of him for very long without holding him. So I'm very excited about him as a pass rusher and to see how he's going to progress as an off-ball linebacker. All right, last guy I want to do on defense, and then we'll switch over to the other side of the ball, Trayvon Diggs. Um, he's looked like he's had a good good start to camp. Um, and that's probably one guy, one position that you can evaluate without having the total pads on because you're looking at the footwork. You're looking at the ability to read things in zone. Like he's, he's he showed up in zone. He showed up in one-on-ones in man. So, like, that's one position where, like you were talking about, like defensive line, like you can't really evaluate a defensive line or – offense line or linebackers, everything until they put the pads on and are able to really get down and dirty and, 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 you know, get in, you know, get, get in and just be physical. But for corners, you know, you can see them press, you can see their transitions, you can see the footwork and he's looked like he's been good. Um, I hate to sound like a homer, but I think I'm going to buy into his hype too. Do I think he's going to be an all pro? No, but I think he's going to make that second year jump. And as a mid round, second round pick, I think he could end up being, you know, the true CB1 in Dallas, I mean, he has to be at this point because we're we're still unsure about Nation Wright. We're still unsure about Kelvin Joseph, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis. Like, those guys seem to be the guys that they've always been. Um, speaking about Anthony Brown and, and uh, Jordan Lewis, but for me, I mean, I think Trayvon Diggs looks like the far and away best corner in camp right now. Um, you know, hearing him talk, you know, when he does his radio appearances and stuff like that, I love the confidence that he has. 
You know, he's mm-hmm. not going to get knocked down. He's not going to be – that was some, something I just – like even with Byron Jones, even with some of the guys over the years, like I just felt like they didn't have that dog in them. Like they didn't have the guy who's just going to come back and punch you back in the face after they got beat. And I feel like Trayvon Diggs does have that. So I'll buy into his hype as well. You know, even though I still don't think his defense is going to be good, I am buying into Randy Gregory. I am buying into Michael Parsons, and I am buying into uh, – Trayvon Diggs. I'm still hesitant about Malik Hooker because just the health scares me. The overall consistency scares me after you know being drafted in the first round of Ohio State. But I think they got three. They got a handful of really young, talented players on this team that I think could make this defense better than some are thinking. And that that's me, including myself, because I don't think this defense is going to be very good. But I do like you know five to seven of these guys to be young, impactful players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to buy into the Trayvon Diggs hype as well. Um, I think, I mean, they threw him into the fire last year as a rookie because they had to. There's not a lot of talent in that secondary, especially at corner, especially last year. Um, And he took his lumps. You know, he had some bad performances during his rookie year, which is to be expected from first-year corners. Um, Obviously, he was burned by Terry McLaurin. He had some other uh, not-so-great performances. But he also had some really promising performances, like, the Philadelphia game, he shined and showed some potential. And like I said, he just has some swagger and confidence about him that it's hard not to like. Um, and I think going up against these Cowboys wide receivers uh, every day on practice has to pay off eventually, especially the guy as talented as Trayvon Diggs. Um, I think he is in store for a good, uh, pretty strong second year. Um, that's not to say he's going to be an elite corner or anything, but I think he is going to solidify himself as a – is a, a valuable player in that defense that uh, the Cowboys can continue to build around um, during his rookie contract. Um, here's the thing. If I'm buying or, or selling Trayvon Diggs, what, what am I buying or selling is, is the question here. What am I buying him as? Just, I mean, again, I, I, we, we're doing buying and selling the hype. And I feel like the hype now is that like he's so. Gonna... So if I gotta buy or sell the hype, I'm gonna sell the hype. I, I think that Trayvon Diggs is going to be good. I think Trayvon Diggs is going to take the next step. First of all, I just think Trayvon Diggs is gonna be better in this scheme than he was in the scheme that they were running last year. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever be a true number one cornerback. I don't think he'll ever be that shutdown guy. I think that he'll be. You know, kind of like a a watered down version, and, and this it, it all sounds bad, but it's it's not. I just think that he's going to be a lesser version of like a Marcus Peters, somebody who is going to get beat deep every once in a while, or, or Xavier Howard, if we want to talk about a guy who gets a ton of interceptions, um, because he and and Peters both do. And I think that's what you can get with Trayvon Diggs, a playmaking corner. That honestly, yeah, we have not seen that for the Dallas Cowboys. And just getting that is huge for this Dallas Cowboys team, especially if he is able to cause turnovers, which I believe that he will be able to do. My thing is that I don't think he'll ever be able to just say, hey, go guard that guy, shut him down this day. I I don't think he'll ever be that because I don't think his short area quickness is just because of the way that he is built is going. Oh, my God. Is going to ever be good enough to be that legitimate CB1. I think he's going to be a good player, but I have to sell the hype that a lot of people are, are trying to, to bring. Yeah, and I guess I don't think he'll ever be a shutdown corner. Like, he's never going to be Jalen Ramsey. He's never going to be, I don't think he'll ever be Xavier Howard. 
Yeah, I well, think I mean, I'm could, just I'm just saying I don't even think he'll ever technically be deemed a CB one, like because for Dallas? me, like a no, no, he'll be the CB one in Dallas, but that's that's by no, default. True you know could, what I mean? I'm talking about a true CB. Could he be a top thirty two corner in the league? That's not CB one, man. No, no, no. I know it's not. I'm just saying, like, could he yeah, be one yeah, of thirty two best? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you deeming a CB one? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, I mean, obviously, I know what. CB1 is, but like for people listening who are like trying to figure out what you're talking about. So for me, a, a CB1 is somebody who they other teams, a, a, a Byron Jones, for instance, somebody yeah. who other teams will not throw the ball to because he's on that side of the field. And, and Byron Jones, you know, at best was probably the fifth or sixth best corner in the NFL. And, and, you know, at, at his worst, maybe 15th best, like that, that top, like 10 to 15 is where that CB one kind of ends. And then you have a bunch of dudes that are good or guys right. that are really good in roles. Um, right. and so that's, that's, kinda that's what I was going to ask you. How many CB ones do you have in the NFL? And if you, and if you only have 10, then I agree. I wouldn't consider him to be a top 10 yeah, corner, 15 even, but, but again, like I do think he could be. You know, like you said, a Marcus Peters, which Marlon Humphrey's obviously Baltimore CB one, but yeah, you know, Marcus but Peters, Peters was Kansas Peters City's, yeah. you know, like 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 that, like you're, yeah. you know, he's fighting as the best cornerback in the division, and the you know, like that type of thing, like yes. he might not, he'll be a top three corner in the division for most of his career, like he might not ever be one, but he's definitely two or three, you know, like that type of thing, and that's that's we all see him the same way, I guess. Maybe I would sell that he'll be what you were saying, um, but I do buy that he can take that next step. Oh, one hundred percent. He could yeah. like I, I I feel like we're already seeing that in camp with just the way he's carrying himself and the way he's, you know, the way he's playing. I mean, you see mm-hmm. him on CD Lamb, you see him on Michael Gallup. Like he he's making plays in camp. So again, we're trying to we're trying to blur the line on what we're buying and what we're selling some on on you know how. How, how much hype are we giving them? So we're going to talk about that a little bit too. But for for that next step, you know, legitimate, you know, legitimate cornerback one in Dallas, there's no competition there. Like he's the guy wearing the star. Like I'll buy that all day. But um, all right, let's flip over to the offense side of the ball. We'll try to speed through these a little bit. We don't need to do Dak. Dak's already claimed – I mean, Dalton's already claimed Dak is the MVP. <laughs> um, I think he's going to perform at that level. I don't think he'll win it because I think the Cowboys will still probably win only 10 or 11 games this year. But – I think he's, you know, top five quarterback, top six, seven quarterback in the NFL pretty easily. And that will – I think I'd, it's safe to say we all buy into Dak Prescott's hype coming off a brutal injury and what he's going to do this year. Um, I want to start with Dalton Schultz just because he's been a, top, a name that's popped up a lot here recently. I know it's he's, you know, technically a tight end too. Like not a lot of people might view him as a hyped-up player. But I think a lot of people are kind of saying – could he be the best tight end in Dallas? And that's what I want to talk about. Are we going to buy that? Or are we going to sell that? Because I, I'm, I don't think Dalton Schultz is some stud, but I think sometimes maybe we get a little ahead of ourselves thinking Blake Jarwin is because of yeah. some of the performances he's had. So that's why I wanted to start with Dalton Schultz. I'll let you guys start, and then I'll go last this time. I, I think we have two pretty decent tight ends on the roster. Different styles of play, but very similar caliber guys, in my opinion. Yes, that that's exactly how I feel. Um, I think that you know we kind of the the thing is, and and it goes back to kind of the draft narratives is like we kind of 
pegged Dalton Schultz as a, a blocker coming out of Stanford. And then he didn't do that very well coming out of Stanford. And he wasn't this receiver that we saw last year. So we thought he was going to be crap. We thought that we were done, not uh, we were done, but that we thought that it wasn't going to be a, a, a nice target when Jarwin went down and, and Schultz proved us wrong very quickly. Um, I think that Schultz probably ends up being the starter on this football team. And if they want to go 12 and spread teams out, Jarwin will get his reps. I think Jarwin will sub in and out depending on situation as well. Um, I just, I, I am buying that um, he is going to be the guy in Dallas. Yeah. I'm buying stock that he will be tight in one week one, the Cowboys, I think. I think we were all pretty, uh, at least, uh, worried a little bit when Jarwin went down week one. Because, um, you know, Jarwin entered the season with a ton of hype. You know, he's this athletic tight end that can stretch defenses and flashed at different points two seasons ago. And we didn't really know what we had with Dalton Schultz, but he uh, quickly produced. Uh, I think the very next week he had that crazy game against Atlanta with Dak uh, leading that comeback. And, he really uh, kept going it, kept continuing that pace from there. Um, and since he was productive with four different quarterbacks last year, he doesn't do anything sexy. He's not the, he's not going to make any highlight reels or anything like that. But he's a quality player, and I'm definitely buying stock that he could be a complimentary option um, in this offense. And um, I think he, I think he does start week one and has a big role with this team um, this season. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm right there with you guys. I think the role that we're talking about him buying into, I think we all can buy into it. Um, don't think he's going to you know, make the Pro Bowl or be an All-Pro at tight end, but we think he can be a really solid uh, weapon in this offense. Um, let's go to Tony Pollard. He's been, you know, I, I saw Kale Brandt put something out the other day and said that he was the most, one of the most underutilized weapons in the NFL. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Ezekiel Elliott too. Let's just do the running back room in general. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard together. Are those guys going to make a difference this year? Because for the last few years, that running back spot has not. And and for a lot of teams, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. But you do have your Derrick Henrys, do have your Nick Chubbs, guys that can make a difference on the offensive side of the football. Do we think that Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard can be difference makers in this Cowboys offense? Is the offensive line going to stay healthy? And is I knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and is the run game actually going to get a little bit of an overhaul and become fun? Is it going to is it going to become more like the Los Angeles Rams or the uh, San Francisco 49ers? Are they going to use CD Lamb in the run game as well? We need to open up this offense a little bit in the run game to actually make it make a difference and to get it to be efficient because the way that we have done it oh, you know, over the past couple of years is it's a ground and pound type deal. And if we're going to do that, then no, it's not going to be because we don't have Derrick Henry. <laughs> listen, and, and that's not even – listen, and that's not even a slight towards Zeke or anything. Derrick Henry is just built different. And, I mean, that's just the, the way that it is. I And honestly – Derrick Henry wasn't Derrick Henry until Ryan Hannahill Ryan Tannehill showed up. So, do we and really Derek, even care? Like, here, here's my thing. Like, 
Tony Pollard is great. If you use him, use him in the passing attack, use him, get him outside of the tackles, get him inside. Well, it, it doesn't it, matter. Use him a little bit more than you have. Keep well, The yeah. biggest thing, and I don't care what else happens, just keep your running backs fresh. Yeah. Don't don't keep Ezekiel that, Elliott in there until well, he's tapping his helmet. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Like, I, I think the running backs can be difference makers if they use them the right way. Like, Agreed. I think if they're if they're using them 50-50 and Zeke can come in and second and fives and get you those six yards and Tony Pollard can be in on first and tens and get you 12 everyone, you know, like, I think you could have a really good running back room that could make a big impact in your game if you use them properly. That's in the passing game, like we saw some videos of the other day where they're we're in 21 personnel. We're doing jet motion. We're yeah. just really confusing the defense. And then Zeke's the one catching the football 30 yards down the field up the seam. Like those are things that defenses aren't prepared for. And if you can use them in those ways, I think they can be difference makers. And again, it's not really a shot at Kellen Moore. I guess it maybe sort of is as well. It's just I haven't seen that. Yeah. In four years to make me buy into that. I don't care about how much weight has been lost or how good they look. Like at the end of the day, if they run 12 personnel and they're running it right up the center's ass every single time in the, you know, A and B gaps, like I don't expect this running game to do you a whole lot. But if they do, like you said, introduce new alignments, if they do run the ball with, you know, different formations and different blocking schemes, I think it can be if they use them the way we think they could with. In the receiving game, I think they can, but I just I haven't seen it enough from the play calling and from the consistency of those backs to think that that I can buy into that yet. So I'd have to sell the hype there. Yeah, I mean y'all pretty much took the words out of my mouth, so I don't want to waste any more time. But I mean we we've heard the Tony Pollard hype really since he was drafted. They're going to use him this way, they're going to use him that way. He's going to be productive as a running receiver and. I mean, to be fair, we have seen some flashes. He's got some games, but I'm just ready for that to all come to fruition. Um, I just want to say give them opportunities to allow yeah. it to possibly, because I feel like they never do. Like, I feel like he's gonna, you know, he's gonna go somewhere else when his rookie contract expires, and be like, man, we had that on our roster yeah. just waiting to be used. I mean. Yeah. I'm not saying like, he's a superstar, but he's right, a guy right. that can make some plays. It's like, like the San Francisco game last year. You know, they yeah. they won that game probably because of Tony Pollard. Yeah. And then exactly. it was like that was it. You know, like that yeah. was the only opportunity. But he's had some games like that. Like the that Lions game was like two years ago. You had the Rams game where he him and Zeke went off. I mean, he's yeah. I'm not saying rely on him, but it would be nice yeah. if we can get him more opportunities. So that's that's really my overall takeaway on the running backs. All right, we're going to finish it up with buy or sell the hype surrounding the entire Dallas Cowboys. There's been a lot of, you know, easy NFC East champion talk. Like, they, if they don't, you know, there's no way this team can't make the playoffs because of the NFC East and the quarterbacks in the division. Do you guys buy into the Cowboys winning the NFC East in 2021 and having a chance at maybe hosting a playoff game? Yeah, yeah. I would be very surprised. I'd be pretty shocked if the Cowboys do not win the NFC East and Dak Prescott's healthy for the entire season. Like, um, I just don't see them. I don't see how they can mess this up. Um, Washington's defense obviously has some. It scares me a little bit. Um, New York, they have some talent, but as long as Daniel Jones is the quarterback and Jason Garrett's calling plays, I don't really see them as a threat. Um, 
Jalen Hurts, as much as I like the guy and I hope he does succeed, I just don't think he's the quarterback that can elevate that team. Um, if they can't win this division this year with Dak Prescott in the town and offense, and there needs to be some serious changes on the coaching staff. Um, so I'll buy the hype that they do win in the, in the NFC East. Um, I'm more luck- reluctant on saying how far they would go in the postseason. Um, I, me and Dalton talked about where they stack up in the NFC as a whole, and I think they do have the potential to challenge Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Um, but it's kind of one of those things I have to see it to believe it. But as far as the division, if they don't win that, then some things really have to be some ch- some major changes have to be made if they can't win this division. Yes, there's 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 no reason why this team shouldn't win the division. Uh, I agree with you, Cole. Um, I have them going twelve and five. Uh, I have the football team going ten and seven. I have them both going four and two in the division. I have the Giants splitting uh, games with them and and them splitting their games. I actually have. Uh, the Cowboys and the football team matching up in the playoffs as the three seed and the six seed and the Cowboys beating them. Um, and so that's kind of how I feel about this football team. Uh, they're going to go 12 and five, in my opinion, as long as Dak Prescott stays healthy, as long as Dak Prescott and one of the offensive tackles stay healthy. Yeah, That's it. As long as those two things happen, this Cowboys team should walk away with this division. And it's not to say that the, the rest of the division is terrible because that Washington football team roster is good was, from, from, from top to bottom. They are good. And listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come out and he's going to set the world on fire for a couple of games here and there. And then he's going to have a couple of games where he's going to set his own team on fire. That's the way that Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick is. And listen, he's never, he's never played in the playoff game. Ryan Fitzpatrick has never played in a playoff game in his entire career. Why do we think that's going to happen now? Well, because he's on the best team he's ever been on as a starter. But it's just not going to happen, man. They're just It would take another catastrophe like it did last year for this team to not win the division. I'm going to close the podcast by running the fence. Do it. Dude. I can't buy a worse sell that because I think – <laughs> I think that this Washington football team is very good. I know that their quarterback is nowhere close to the talent is our quarterback, but their defense is nowhere close to the talent is our defense. I think that they added good weapons. I think that their offensive line can be strong. I like Antonio Gibson a lot. I think Ron Rivera's got a good thing going in Washington. If the Redskins or excuse me, the football team, would you say they were going to be 10 and 7? Yes. If they're ten and seven, like if you can project that for me right now and tell me that the Washington football team is going to be ten and seven at the end of twenty twenty one, and I know that's going to be true, I would be scared as a Cowboys fan that your team would win the division. I don't trust. I trust Dak and I trust the offensive line and the receivers. Nothing else I can trust to think that they could win more games than ten or eleven right now, just because they've never proven to do it. I mean, yeah. even even in years that we think this team's going to be good, they go eight and eight. They go they won, nine and they won thirteen games in twenty sixteen. Right, but that I mean, they went thirteen and three, and then they went. What what if I what if I told you that they have the second easiest schedule in the league? Oh, I, I know. I that's, just that's, they that's, lost, that's they what lost it is. to the Jets a few years ago. I know yeah. they lost to the Jets a few years ago, but that was one game. <laughs> 
It was one game, and, and that's what like people talk about the beginning him. of the season last year. They faced a, a murderer's row of quarterbacks Absolutely. to start the year last year. They don't yeah. this year. Let me go through this schedule. The Bucks, probably a loss. Right. Actually, I projected them to win this game, but lose a game that they shouldn't later. The Chargers, those are two tough games. Eagles, Panthers, Giants, Patriots. Before like the, the bye? Like, I, I know I, I, I'm with you. I hear you. I'm getting the Broncos, Falcons, Raiders. I hear you. Giants, Cardinals. E- like, he- it's an easy schedule. I hear you. But, did, like, I just – this I've seen – we've all seen this team for the last 20 years. You and we know they are – we are – we know that that Atlanta Falcons game in 2020 is going to happen seven times this year where it's like <laughs> the Falcons are winning by three scores. And it's just like, what is going on? Like that is just, that is cemented into my brain. That happens to every football team. The, the dude, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost 31 to three against the Saints last year. I know. I, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just saying, We've seen this team lose to the Teddy Bridgewater Saints. We've seen this team get beat by teams they shouldn't have been beat by a lot. And I think, would you say they'd be 12-5? and five? Yes. I'm putting them at like, which again, it's not like I'm far off, but like if you're telling me the Washington football team's 10-7 and, 10 and 7 at the end of the year, as a Cowboys fans, I'm biting my nails all season because I think that that's close to what they'll finish at. And it, you know. If they lose an offensive lineman, if they Trayvon Diggs misses a couple games, like then we're at, I mean, again, we see this team fall apart with, I mean, obviously last year wasn't the case with, with Dak because we, I mean, but even still, like the offense had its issues early in the year because Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins wasn't there. Like, yeah. I just feel like they, they haven't proven to me yet where I'm like, okay, the quarterback's back. And again, I'm not putting any of that fault on Dak. It's the defense. It's the coaching. Like it's always something with them that just, Keeps me from going all in. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just think that with Dak Prescott at the helm and like Don said, even as long as you have Tyron or Leo Collins, I mean, there's just too much offensive talent and firepower. Um, I get Washington's defense is stacked, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to run away with the division, but I do think it would be pretty disappointing that they can't find a way to. Uh, BNFC East champs. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I I agree with that. That's just mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of the talk right now is like, if this team doesn't win the NFC East, they need to fire everybody. The quarterback needs to give money back, and it's just like, <laughs> have y'all not been watching this team play for twenty five years? Like, they find the craziest ways to disappoint us. Uh, you know yeah, I mean? so I just don't want to go that far. Like, I think they should win it. I think they should win 10, 11, possibly 12 games. You know, I think 12 is probably my ceiling with this team. Yeah. But the Washington football they have team the is best, They have the best through. offense in the league from a talent yeah. standpoint. Yeah, I agree. I just think so how that, be, So you just think the defense is going to be horrific? I don't think the defense can be horrific like it was last year because last year nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. And I'm – I don't know if that can go on the podcast or not, but no, I'll say it. I'll say it this way too. Nobody knew what they were doing. That was the issue, or especially early in the year last year, is nobody knew what was going on defensively. Nobody yeah. was in the right position. This is country cover three, baby. My eight-year-old cousin could run this. 
it'll be more complicated than that. But it's got we're going back to the bend but don't break defense. So it'll all come down to how our red zone defense is. I'm gonna say that that did not make me feel any better. But I agree. Like I agree <laughs> with what you said. Like Mike Nolan was not the answer. Like those guys that we. Well, I don't know. even think it was. I don't even think it was that. I just think that the condensed offseason and a complicated defense was a terrible mix for guys that obviously couldn't handle it. Right. Right. Like no. Number and I, nine. And I, and I totally, I totally, totally understand. I just like. I mean, again, like we're talking. Who's the CB two in Dallas right now? Probably Kelvin Joseph that we yeah. still haven't seen a whole lot of. Like. It does like I get, I get your concerns, but are you gonna give? Brown. I get what you're saying, but are you gonna give them a pass if they don't win the NFCs just because of what they've done for the past 25 years? Like you don't think there should be any changes if? No, no, they, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. Like, okay, like I'm gonna be disappointed. I just yeah. don't think it should be like. There's no possible way this team can't win the NFC. Like, that's what I hear a lot, like, on the radio and everything. It's like, you know. Listen, like Dak can't win MVP if they don't win the division. (laughs) I'm with you, bro. That was the problem we started this, and I was like, I don't know if they're going to win enough games for him to even be considered. And that sucks because he almost threw for 20,000 yards last year in four (laughs) games. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's all the time we have for today. Um we're going to have so much to talk about, obviously, coming up with training camp going. we got a preseason game next week. You know, it's just – it's the the football fun is back, and we're so glad it is. So we'll be back next week. Make sure you're following all the podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening to your podcast on. Make sure you subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast feed. Check out all the different shows from all the different voices. We appreciate that so much. Make sure you're following us all on Twitter at Dalton B. Miller, at Cole, uh, Pat, Cole L. Patterson, and at Connor NFL Draft. And um, we'll see you guys next week on Talking the Stock.